Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle, along with Rachel Santizo. Hello, Randall. And our guest, Saquon. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. We're going get, to get to you in a second. We usually try to impart a little, a little knowledge uh, at the mm. beginning. And uh, this is interesting. I, would, you, would, would you think, I'll ask both of you, do you, you think it'd be dangerous to, uh, however you ingest it, smoke it, I guess, marijuana while you're pregnant? In massive amounts, I would imagine. I, I'm going to say yes. I, I, yeah. I, I was amazed. I'm say at, yes. And I know this is a study from um, ba, 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 Adolescent Brain and Cognitive Development Study at the University of North Carolina, I think. And it said that exposure to cannabis during pregnancy is associated with a higher risk of developing mental health problems hmm. in the kids' early teen years. Hmm. So it doesn't show up till after that. And and hmm. and they found that children who had been uh, uh, subjected to prenatal cannabis were at higher risk of developing disorders like ADHD, aggressive behavior, conduct disorder, and rule-breaking behavior, which would include substance use. Uh, hmm. But they don't say why, but... That's like completely acting out. I was wondering what the yeah, mental health interesting diagnosis study, would be. Though, but yeah. So if you're a pregnant mom and you're smoking pot, you might want to think about that. Was it. kind of hard for us to answer. That was interesting. Well, it's hard because you I threw don't us give, off. You know, yeah. They don't, give a, they don't give a good reason. Yeah. Uh, for this, you know how that how it it is. I'm not, how it goes to the fetus and and, and affects yeah. brain development. I mean, I'm not saying go out and smoke a lot of weed when you're pregnant, but we also take like mental health meds and different kind of meds while you're pregnant. Right. So that's why I was like, oh, I don't know. And we like, say that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, which is. And the, I think, I, don't we also say that like. Uh, one glass of wine. Like Subox, and Suboxone's okay if mm -hmm. you're pregnant. Yeah. And one glass of wine a day. Well, I think early teens rule breaking is a must anyway yeah it just it, it hits here we can't rob me, you from your Rachel? experiences yeah, I know. so Sequan is our guest today and we're yes. actually going to cover a topic that we have never covered before you're you're a first yes queen so thank you for doing that you're uh, i talked to rachel about you because i didn't know anything about you mm -hmm. uh and she said you talk openly about hiv mm-hmm uh, so maybe just tell us briefly your story and, and what you do now. Um, so I, I openly talk about HIV and hepatitis C. Right. Um, that's my specialty in life now. <laughs> and what do you mean specialty in life? What, what's your specialty? HIV and hep C. Okay. Yes. How did that become a specialty? So um, 26-year injection drug use career. Um, so you're a career, sorry, a specialist <laughs> on HIV, Hep C, and a, and a career specialist on H on, on injection. Yes, a PhD in injection <laughs> drugs. Well, Doctor Sequan, <laughs> continue if you will. Um, <laughs> almost ten years ago, the choices I made in my addiction led me to becoming HIV positive, um, and that was just a great reason to stay in the needle. Um, just the stigma behind it and the shame and the guilt of not only being a drug user, but oh great, now I have now I have this disease and was um, it because of sex or because of yes, the needle? No, sex. Sex. Mm -hmm. Um and it was actually given to me on purpose, unbeknownst to me. You're kidding. No. Yeah. Um 
I'm going to infect this person with HIV because I have it. Mm -hmm. He's a repeat effector. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So, so I, yeah, safe sex is important, or knowing yes. your status. Just yes. saying. Mm -hmm. Uh. So about. Let's see. I've had it for ten years. I've been in recovery for three and a half. So yeah, just after having it for about five, five and a half years. Um. I met someone who met someone else because I stayed in that relationship, super toxic, because I thought no one else was going to want me. Because um, of HIV. Yes. Okay. But, but then I met uh, a knight in shining armor of sorts. Who They still exist? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Jeez. Any brothers, sisters? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and he, uh, he actually pushed me to start speaking out about it. Um, so... I I got into recovery and I started speaking out about it, which is a tough thing to do, right? Oh yeah, I didn't tell my family for the first five years that I had it. Really? Mm -hmm. And I I think it's interesting. So tell us how you met him because I would imagine being HIV positive, coming from like core issues or trauma or having to express that you are HIV positive, mm -hmm. kind of like I was like, oh, do I tell people I'm in recovery? Do I not? How was that being HIV positive and starting to date again? Yeah, do you do that on the first date and say, yeah. oh, by the way? Um, it was the scariest, one of the scariest things I've ever had to do. Um, we went out on two dates. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't start this relationship off on a lie. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have secrets. So after the second date, I sat him down and was like, okay. Oh, man. Um, we need to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm I'm uh, on medications which make me undetectable, which means I cannot transmit the virus to you, so you're safe, but I just, I have to let you know that I'm HIV positive. And my face turns bright red, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, ready, ready for rejection. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he sat there for a minute, and he said, well, what does that mean for me? And I said, well, it, it doesn't really mean anything for you. You know, I'm Undetectable equals untransmittable. So, but I have to let you know just because it's the human thing to do. Right. And he said, well, I don't care if you have HIV just as long as I get to have you. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I know. A true knight in shining yeah. armor. <laughs> so then our journey began. So we got into recovery together because we met while we were using. We got into recovery together and... Um, Started a nonprofit together. What was your drug of choice before we meth? Talk? Meth. Mm -hmm. And can we describe just a little mm -hmm. bit about medications? Because I know for me, like I use the needle. So when I got tested, I'm like, if I came up with Hep C or HIV, that's it, mm -hmm. game over. Like Which I'm not can be even trans gonna... transmitted right for injection drug use. Right, and I'm gonna yes. die. Like you know. And mm -hmm. so what are the what are the medications like? I, I'm an old fart, and I grew up. <laughs> I grew up through the, who was the kid in uh, Indiana, Ryan? Ryan White. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I grew up through the mm -hmm. period where, uh, you stay away from me if you if you yep. have HIV because I'm going to get it. And, yeah. and people were scared of people mm -hmm. who have HIV. And now, because of drugs, it's totally manageable. Yep. You're um, not going to die. Like your life nope. is not over. Is uh, what I'm so my, my very first doctor's appointment um the doctor comes in. First thing she says is, can I have a hug? Oh. Ah. I was like, oh, yes, you can, because I'm in a scary hospital. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm in the infectious diseases clinic, which mm. is a horrible name enough as it right. is. Yeah. So I gave her a hug, and 
she said, I just want to let you know HIV is not a death sentence. It is a manageable life sentence. So I, I know, right? Yeah. And the medications I'm on, my my uh, T cell count is just as high as any other normal healthy adult. Um, I'm undetectable, which means I cannot transmit the virus. So hmm. I love it's it. basically in total remission. Wow. Yeah. That's and, and, uh, people. And, and you said you got it through sex mm-hmm. because because you were screwed up on meth. Right. Yeah. And, and so you made a bad, bad choice. Yeah. And that happens frequently yeah. uh, with people get pregnant, people get diseases and everything. And, and that's associated with drug use because mm-hmm. you're in your mind screwed up. And you, Their behavior, you, don't, yeah. you don't look at it the same way. Well, and then other people do. Yeah, it's our behaviors, and then you also have predators that pry on that, yeah. that see it, and they're like, "Okay, yeah. I'm gonna latch onto you." So yep. back to your nonprofit that you before okay. I so rudely interrupted well, you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your shirt it says hot. Tell us wh- um, why. So, you so hot? it's a description of her, right? <laughs> and if you're not watching on, uh, you, you can watch this on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and 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 put in Odyssey House Journals, you'll be able to watch mm-hmm. this. Otherwise, you you could be listening, and I, I forgot this story in our last podcast. iTunes is one of our okay. one of our platforms, and if you're listening on iTunes, we'd like a, a review and and maybe let us know what you think about this. So this so sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Got to get that little promo in there because yes. my mind I couldn't think of the word iTunes during <laughs> our last one. podcast. Neither so, could I though. That's, that's okay. <laughs> And um, I'm a lot. Of, I have an excuse because I'm an old party. And I'm in trouble. Yeah. She's starstruck. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. I am. <laughs> um, so this stands for Hope on Tap, and Tap is spelled with two T's and two P's. Um, testing, treatment, and peer-led prevention. Testing, treatment, and peer-led prevention. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so, um, and and do you have, and can people look it up on? Yes. If you Google it or something. Yep. Hopeontap.com. Um, we also have. So just of clarity, just if you're writing it down, hope, obviously, on, and then T-T-A-P-P.com. Yep. yep. And, get and the Facebook page is at Know Your Status Movement, because we're starting a movement. And what is the movement and what's your message? That. Finding out your status is extremely important, not just for your own health and safety, but for your community. Sure. Um, We are actually in a hepatitis C epidemic Mm -hmm. that is not being talked about because 65% of the new cases are injection drug users. Mm -hmm. And Utah doesn't really like to speak on those things. So it's it's not known about. How do you know this? What do you do to know this? So my nonprofit is uh, mobile hepatitis C and HIV rapid testing. Um, I link to care. I do medication delivery, client transport to appointments, case management. Wow. The whole, yeah, the whole night. So you're out on the street. Yes. Yeah. So at recovery days, she had a booth and was testing people right then and there. And how, how... To get tested for HIV or Hep C, what mm-hmm. is, it, is it a blood draw? Or oh, it's what? just a finger stick. Really? Get results in 10 to 15 minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And I serve nine counties now, all the way from uh, Ogden down to St. George. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm at a 
over a 30% hep C positivity rate of everyone. So a third of the people I test have hepatitis C. Woo. Yeah. And, and, and the good news, just like with HIV, is that there is treatment mm -hmm. yes. to actually cure yes. hep C. Mm -hmm. uh, and the good news, and I hate to talk positive. No, I don't hate to talk positive about Odyssey House. Is our, is our, I said they do sign my paycheck. Uh, <laughs> it's probably they, good. Is we, uh, we have a place called the Martindale Clinic, mm -hmm. and you can uh, presumably, if you're on Medicaid, or I, I think even if you're not on Medicaid, you can go in and you can get free treatment for hep C. That's actually funny that you say that because Martindale is my partner in clinic. Oh, yes. see, I didn't even know that. But, <laughs> but, uh, yep. and, and, and if you had to walk into a doc's office mm -hmm. and get the treatment for hep C, it's astronomical, isn't it? What it would cost, like mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars. Um, we do get people treated for free. Medicaid covers it. And if you don't qualify for Medicaid, there is a federal grant that Martindale Clinic has. Wow. That will get you covered anyway. I didn't, I didn't even know you partnered with Martindale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how long does it take? Uh, what, what is the treatment? Is it injections? Or? No, it's uh, three pills that you take once a day. For eight weeks, and you're cured. It's gone. And wow. it, it but it doesn't to. mean that you can't reinfect yourself. Hmm. It doesn't make you invincible, but it does cure it. What would you say to somebody that that's trying to find recovery? Not and and here's another part of it is that it, it doesn't matter your where you're at in your journey, whether right. if you're actively using or not. Like know your status and get tested. What would you tell somebody that's afraid to get tested? See, that's another reason that uh, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm, I'm I'm speaking out about it is because the stigma is what's keeping us silent and keeping us hidden. Um, you know, I'm I'm tired of my people dying and I'm tired of them being alone. You know, we don't have to feel that shame. We don't have to feel that uh that embarrassment and that that uh, dirty, like we're tainted feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we're lovable, just like everyone else. And it, honestly, it's just like my daughter said it best. She's like, "Mom, it's just like diabetes. Yeah. You know, as long as you manage it, it's not That's a big true of HIV. It's, yeah, it's not a big you deal. can't you can't say I've cured HIV, but you can with Hep C. Yeah, right. And why not cure something? If there's an option to it, why not do it? Right. Yeah. Um, you're going to feel better. <laughs> you're a lot not going to die. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have have had hep C for so long, that's their normal. They're tired all the time. That's their normal. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people that um, I've helped cure, they come around, they're like, oh my God. This is what this is what feeling <laughs> like really feels normal like? feels like. Wow, this I is like great. normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're really it, dedicated and the people, I, I guess, you, I, I, I think what you told me that you hang out with, with, uh, with soap to hope people. Yes. And you guys, one of my community partners. And, and so you guys are actually dealing on the street. So if, mm -hmm. for those of you watching who, who are listening, who have ever driven down North Temple or any of the more seedy parts of town, yep. that, that would be your hangout area, yep. right? 
Um, the motels and the- 95% of my clientele are still using. Um, a big handful of them are involved in sex work. Um, so I bring services to them. But yes, um, the places that no one else really wants to go, those are the places that I specialize in. (laughs) You know what I think is interesting too is it's like I used to stay off North Temple and stay at the All-Star Inn, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like what you've been saying this this whole time is like, wait, I'm in a good relationship. Like someone loves me. You said you're a mom. Mm -hmm. Like what is that like? Like you have this beautiful life now when you come from a space HIV substance use disorder and you think that you're tainted Mm -hmm. but I heard you say you're a mom like Mm -hmm. how cool is that and you're talking to your daughter yep I have a 23 year old Oh man, that makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes you sound old. Oh, you oh, thanks, age. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a great relationship with her now. Uh, I didn't have her for ten years. Obviously, um, went to prison. Her dad had her. You know, same as a lot of people's stories. Yeah. So, um, actually, this last treatment uh, was my seventh or eighth time going through treatment. So it's the one that. I learned the most out of because I was really ready. Which is, which is, I think, the key to it get is. It, to, yes, it is. to recovery. I mean, you can, you can go to any treatment place, and if you're not ready, it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. Or if you are ready, almost any treatment place will work. Yes. Right? Yep. So um, my life now, I never thought I'd have a life like this. Never. Um, and one of my counselors in treatment said, if you stick with it, your life in five years is going to be better than you could ever imagine. And it's only been three and a half. And I'm just like, (laughs) just wait for the next year until five comes up. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a passion, if you're passionate about something, put your all into it. You know, and I, I like to tell people that the thing that you're most ashamed of Like if you were, you know, sexually abused as a child or um, you're a victim of uh, intimate partner violence. um, The thing that you're most ashamed of that you don't want to talk about, that's the thing that you need to talk about the most. That's what you need to go advocate for. Wow. How can people help your nonprofit? I mean, do you need help or not? Not always. Always. Like, you don't need money. You don't need supplies. You don't need anything. So, just, yeah. no. No, um, really, what can people do for you? Because I, it's really admirable what, what you're doing. Because you're doing something that other people don't do, that no other groups do. Yeah. Uh, um, I also educate. I do education classes for treatment centers. <clears throat> um, I, uh, I'm a harm reduction navigator. HIV patient navigator for the University of Utah. Good for you. So cool. I just, I dove in and I'm actually trying to build a bridge between clients who are still using and the medical establishment because I know probably 75% of us who are using have gone into like the emergency room or gone to see a doctor and just, oh, once they find out you're an addict, they treat you like garbage. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. What uh, get back to my other question, but like I'm curious, like you say you work with Martindale Clinic, mm-hmm. like if I'm if, if I'm high on whatever 
and 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 I like let's say heroin, but I but I do still want to go in and and get tested for Hep C or a, or HIV. Uh, can I still? Will they still take care of me? Yes, um, Jessica Arbogast at the Martindale Clinic. I call her my angel. She is an angel. Yes. I know um, because she's one of very few providers in the state who will treat you even if you are still using. Wow. She she loves the whole person, and she offers, of course, medically assisted treatment to right. get you off of the street stuff. What does that mean? Medically assisted treatment is. Um, so if you're on heroin, obviously every time you use it, it could be the last time you use, um, you know, it could be your, your death sentence. So medically assisted treatment is Suboxone. Um, she also does Sublicade, Mm -hmm. which is, um, the shot form of Suboxone. Suboxone that lasts for a month. But it's once a month, which is, I think it's amazing. Vivitrol also. I'm a big Vivitrol supporter. I used Vivitrol when I got into recovery from alcohol. Yep. Works on alcohol and opiates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's just important to express like what that is and the options that are out there. Yep. Yep. So um, I have built a team across the state of people who are very non-judgmental. That's so good and so important. Because I'm very protective over my people. No, because of people like you, and I think because society is just getting a little better. I mean, not not in all aspects, but uh, (laughs) but I just think people are coming to have a a more a more liberal view of of addiction and recovery and stuff. Would you Mm -hmm. would you agree with that or not? Or or Um, do you think there's still this? You come into me and you tell me you're a drug addict or, or you're positive HIV. I, 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 I don't want to be near you. Um, it's getting better, but there's still a lot of work to do. Um, some of the questions I get when I, I have my education classes just <laughs> make me realize how much um, un, uneducated people are still. Um like what? Like a question that would shock you. Well, um, not shock you, but. <laughs> uh, well, I I had this one girl who was just blown away that I had HIV because I was a girl, and it was only a it was only a gay dude's disease. Wow. I had another guy. Oh well, you can get HIV from having sex. I thought it was only from blood transfusions. I think there's another side to it. A story that stuck with me is that she has a friend where the family still makes him like eat in the back and eat off different silverware and plates and stuff because he is HIV positive. Really? Yeah. Even though he's on the drugs that mm-hmm. you're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's wow. like educating both sides of that too, because it's so, that's, it's just. Sad. So there's still yeah. that, that whole mm-hmm. stigma. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, people stop talking about it for quite a while. Yeah, right? you're right. Um, how long have you been doing Odyssey House Journals? Uh, three years. And you've never, you've never talked never, about no, it. Well, okay. So <laughs> how bad, how bad am I? Well, there you go. Point. Just nobody, yeah. nobody talks about yeah. it really anymore. And I never even thought about talking about it. And, and also having someone like a leader step up and say, mm-hmm. like, it is okay to talk about it and yeah. it is okay to still live life. And it is okay. So having you, especially boots on the ground, you create that change too mm-hmm. and that difference to open and, and it's doors. so effective because mm-hmm. you are living with HIV. Yes. I mean if it if it was some doc saying, well, blah, 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 you know, you 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 make a much more impressive point with people. Yes. And um it's good having lived experience because our community does have that mistrust of mm-hmm. people who are, who are not using or who haven't used or 
Um, so to have somebody who's been there come in and be like, yo, I get it. You know, yeah. I've, I've gone into places and tested people while they're using. You just got to do what you got to do. Back to my question about, do you need any help from yes. your organization? Yes, we need lots of help. Yeah, okay. Um, she leaned any, into the microphone on that one. <laughs> that was a big um, one. Monetarily, yes. Um, supplies, any harm reduction supplies, body warmers. Um, uh, we're running into people needing socks and coats and blankets. Mm. Um, you know, a large, a big percent of my population is uh, unsheltered. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually just posted a list on the Facebook page, okay. um, dog food, dog coats, um, body warmers, things like that. Where do you get your uh, your medical supplies? Um, those are provided to me by the Utah Department of Health. Okay, super. Yes. So the state's very much in favor of what you're doing. Yes. Um, and for some reason, I mean, there are other people doing mobile outreach testing. Um, I am the only woman in Utah with HIV who is speaking about it. And I'm the only person doing like outreach testing who is HIV positive. It's it's sort of ironic that uh, because I've I've been to a lot of Utah Syringe Exchange Network meetings Mm -hmm. and, and the state health department and Utah was was one of the beginning states to uh, approve like a syringe exchange program. Mm-hmm. And you'd think we'd be one of the last. I mean, yeah, because we're, we're not the most progressive state in the world. Uh, and and so and and them supporting you uh, is is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Well, they know that I can get into places that a lot of other people won't. So you can um, get in anywhere, basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, so the people out on the street know you and trust you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is so important. Very. You're saving a lot of lives. Yes. Well, she's not I very humble it. about it either. <laughs> she's like, well, I, I love that. Like, I am. It's very, it's humbling. It's very humbling. Um, you know, that's, that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Is um, I just had a client from Tooele send me a message saying, you know, because of how kind you were to me and you helped me clear up my hep C, I'm, I'm been off of heroin for four and a half months wow. and has a job. Yes. So those are the rewards of what I do. Sure. You're going to keep doing this or do you have oh, any I, other yeah. aspirations? Um, this is it. This is it. Take over the world. Yes. Save the world. Yes. One test at a time. One person at a time. <laughs> Yeah, yes. well, you've been you've been a wonderful guest. Yeah. I'm, oh, thank I'm, you. And I'm sorry. I apologize to you and the greater community that we've we've done like 130 podcasts <laughs> yeah. and we have never <laughs> talked about this, and we should have. Uh, um, that's something that I'm trying to spread the word about. Is treatment centers need to start testing people? Because mm-hmm. um, honestly, most of your people have had really risky sex, and most of them have had a needle in their arms. So you think? You need to test them for infectious diseases. I'm shocked. Right. You're talking about people who come into Odyssey House? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And treatment centers aren't aren't testing when they they admit their patients. So That's, and it's healthcare, right? Like it yeah. needs to be addressed when they come in. So at Recovery Day, I actually um, tested quite a few clients from several different treatment centers mm-hmm. who came up positive for hepatitis yeah. C, didn't know it. 
And so now their medical directors are working with me to like, sure. oh, maybe we should test our clients. That's He's been in our care for six Some, years and he's been absolutely positive the whole time. That's a problem. Wow. Yeah. Well, you made it. You're making a difference in the world. And I thank yeah. you for that. Well, thank you for thanking me. <laughs> so come on, keep thank shining. you for thanking me for thanking you for saying blah, blah, blah. Where's my thanks? Like, what's happening? Uh, thank you for setting this up. You're welcome, darling. Ms. Yeah. Rachel. Thank you. Very um, impressive guest. Yeah. Thank you. You're just. Keep shining. And, and what's the, uh, let's repeat how people can check on your okay. organization. Um, www.hopeontap. T-T-A-P-P. Yep. H-O-P-E-O-N-T-T-A-P-P.com. It's fun to say, too. <laughs> T-T-A-P. T-T-A-P-A. And Facebook page. I'm on, I guess we're on Instagram. My daughter made me an Instagram page, but I'm not technologically advanced enough. I haven't even been on there one time, so... Thank you so much for being yeah, a guest. You've absolutely. imparted some great knowledge and, and you're doing some great work. And thank you on behalf of everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. thank you for being here, Rachel, as you're well. Welcome. And thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals. Mm-hmm.